world's on fire, our culture is disintegrating. Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You know what, why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. <laughs> pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's, it's time. time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass the salt. But we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. I gotta ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. All right, you caught me getting caught up here. I just got, uh, whoops, just heard something from the Holy Spirit, and uh, I want to get it to you, so bear, bear with me just a second. Let's go here, and let's go uh, here, and then I'm going to send it to you, Spencer. Morning, folks. Morning, 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 morning. Wow, 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 wow. My wife said to me, what would you do if you didn't have that show? Said, oh, my goodness, that sleep. <laughs> I'd probably sleep a little bit. And uh, before I get rolling too deep here, and I, I feel like I'm going to roll kind of deep this morning, I want Myra to pray a sin because I forgot I forgot all about you. Myra, I just got on one of those Holy Spirit rolls, and you know how, you know how that goes. So, so just just pray that uh, just pray us in here, Myra, if you would, uh, dear. Yes, Coach. Thank you so very much. God bless you. Uh, good morning, uh, Hartle. Um, so it is written. 1 Corinthians 14, 1 through 9. Follow after charity and desire spiritual gifts, or rather ye may prophesy. For he that speaketh in an unknown tongue speaketh not unto men, but unto God. For no man understandeth him, however, in the spirit of speaking of mysteries. But he that prophesy speaketh unto men to edification and exhortation and comfort. He that speaketh in an unknown tongue edifying himself, but he that prophesieth edifieth the church. I will that ye all speak with tongues, but rather that ye prophesy. For greater is he that prophesieth than he that speaketh with tongues, except he interpret that the church may receive edifying. Now, brethren, if it come unto you speaking with tongues, what shall I profit you except I shall speak to you either by revelation or by knowledge or by prophesying or by doctrine? And even things without the given sound, whether pipe or harp, except they have a distinction in the sounds, now shall it be known? what a piper or hopper for if the trumpet give an uncertain sound who shall prepare himself to the battle so likewise ye accept ye utter by the tongue words easy to be understood now shall it known what is spoken for ye shall speak unto the air Jesus, you welcome to Coach Dave Harrow, and we open our hearts to you. I unleash resurrection power, love, and joy to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. You know what? Uh, I uh, constantly, not constantly, that's a lie. Coach, stop lying. I often say that uh, the greatest thing that ever happened to me is I didn't go to seminary. That was the greatest thing that ever happened to me. That I've been that I've that I've walked in the school of the wilderness. My whole I was raised Catholic, and uh, as I've said many times, my Catholic upbringing taught me a great fear and reverent reverence of the Lord. I remember my dad used to march us all into Our Lady of Mount Carmel and Buckeye Lake, and from the time I walked in that door, I knew I shut my mouth. I didn't say a word. Dad was going to crack me if I did. I got down on that pew and I. Got on my knees and did prayed. My dad, you know, dad prayed on his knees. So I got on my knees and prayed. I don't know what I prayed. And I got done. I sat down and I stood up and I sat down and I stood up and I sat down when the priest told me to stand up, sit down, stand up, sit down. Had no idea what was going on, but I knew this. 
if I got out of line, there's somebody up there somewhere going to whack me. Can any of the Catholics out there <laughs> say amen? Coach, I know exactly what amen. you're talking about. Amen. Amen. Absolutely amen. They didn't let you use the Bible. You weren't allowed to dive into that thing in that button. No, no, no. The guy stood up in the front, and he told you what they were reading, and a lot of it was in Latin, and it was in Latin, which made it even more difficult to when I went into high school, I took Latin classes. I don't even know if they still offer them. I took Latin classes, hopefully, so I could under, presumably be able to understand what was going on. In the I, I didn't. I didn't. Vini, vidi, vici. Uh, you know, I came, I saw, I conquered. That's about the extent of, of what my Latin. No, that's not true because my Latin really expanded my understanding and knowledge of, of words. So uh, so here, here's, here's what, I don't know if you've known this. I don't know if you know this. Can you give me 10 minutes here? I think I, I think I kind of settled something in my in my heart last night. I'm on I'm on, in an all-out war against religion. Not Christianity, not Jesus Christ. I'm in an all-out war against organized, institutionalized religion. Because I believe that that has got us exactly where we are. And so just, you guys saw me as, as the show was going, I was typing something, because the Holy Spirit just told me, uh, look up religion, look up religion. So Spencer, go, go to, it is Spencer today, I assume, I was a little late getting down there. Religion. People say you're religious. Hey, coach, you're around. I, I, he got religion. Coach Dave got religion. He's religious. Are you religious? Or, we don't even know, we thought those words around, we don't even know what the word, what it even, what it even means. Right? People say, well, what religion are you? A Baptist, Lutheran, Methodist, Episcopalian, a charismatic. We don't, we don't even know. We throw around terms, and we don't even know what the terms mean. So I thought, well, Mr. Webster, help me out here. And Mr. Webster said that religion, it's from religia, to bind anew. This word seems originally to have signified an oath or vow to the gods. Well, the obligation of such an oath or vow in which was held very sacred by the Romans. So we get religion, the word religion from the Romans. Religion, in its most comprehensive sense, includes a belief in the being and perfections of God, in the revelation of his will to men, in man's obligation to obey his commands, and in a state of reward and punishment. Religion, as distinct from theology, is godliness or real piety in practice. Religion, as distinct from virtue and morality, consists in the performance of the duties we owe directly to God. And so religion, in my opinion, has become dutified. It is duties. If you guys were to be honest with me, if you don't go to church on Sunday, you feel guilty because you believe it is your duty to show up. In fact, when I was a Catholic, if I missed Mass, I had to confess it to the Father. Somebody, anybody with me out there? Amen. Amen. Yep. Yep. Mortal sin. That's right. So, and here's what's going on with us, folks. I, I, you know, I, in the after show yesterday, we got a, a little bit of discussion. That's why, Myra, your, your prayer was so uh, on point from my perspective. We got in an argument. Not an argument. I'm sorry. That's not, we breached the subject of, of tongues and speaking in tongues, praying in tongues, and a difference in – I'm repeating this because a lot of people weren't in the after show, so they don't, they don't know what, what it was. And the difference in giving a tongue and uh, praying in tongues and private prayer language. We, we kind of discussed all that yesterday. And you know what? You know, here's, here's the truth. I'm just going to tell you the truth. We're all religious. We're all religious. And we all believe what we believe, no matter what somebody shows us. We're all that. I try not to be. I fight, I fight it. I fight it. But, I, you know, I could, I could look, take, take the issue of tongues. I could take the issue of tongues, and I could talk to a Methodist and a Lutheran and a Presbyterian and a Baptist and a Catholic and a Church of God and a Church of God in Christ and a Church of God in Christ in Jesus. I could get all those denominations and ask them about it, and they would all have a different opinion about tongues, and they would all believe they were right. Yes or no? Yes or no? Boom. Yes. And, and, and it's alive and well. 
It's alive and I, it's a, I get the email. It's alive and well. Someone always trying to explain to me why their theology is right. Now, God bless you, because why would you follow that theology if you didn't believe it? I'm good. I'm, I'm glad that you do. But I'm going to tell you something. Just because your denomination has lined up certain things and has taught you that that's what the Bible says, there's a whole lot of people who don't agree with you. Who are Bible scholars? Because if there was such a thing as speaking in tongues and it was clearly delineated and defined, there wouldn't be any debate, would there? I said to Michelle coming down the steps, there's nothing before I came down the steps. She couldn't hear me if I was coming down the steps. I said to her, why, uh, why is tongue so divisive? I'm, I'm going to camp right there for a minute. Now, don't come in and give me your theology. I want somebody to tell me why that issue is so divisive. Go ahead, Jonathan. First one up. Because it's, it's really, for me, it was an experience with Jesus that opened up that to me. I didn't believe in it or anything, and then I spoke in a tongue. And from that day, which was in 2004, I've had unction, I've had anointing, I've had open heaven. It's, Satan does not want people to experience the baptism of the Holy Spirit because there's power attached to it, and it pulls down his kingdom. Okay, so, so Jonathan, let me, let, let me stop you right there. Why is there such controversy about it? Why wouldn't everybody? Why wouldn't everybody want that? Why do the Baptists say all oh, that? They no, 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 stop, no. It's too hard to control. Like a church person can't control the Holy Spirit the way they want to to conform to their little ideology. It's a, it's a, it's wild. You know, the Holy Spirit and the pouring out of the Holy Spirit it creates energy that you can't control. And, and to control people in a control world and pastors by design who are now in charge, they can't handle it. They can't manage it. That's why I said I'm on, on, I'm on, I'm on the warpath against religion. I'm on the warpath against it, folks. Uh, that's one of the things I appreciate about, about Sheila Holm. I mean, she's not in there. And when she, I, I heard her speak, I don't know, a couple months ago, and she said, uh, you know, the fathers didn't do this. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't do this. Why are, we, why are we doing it? And remember, Jesus said that you teach his commandments and doctrines of men, making the word of God in none effect. He said to the Pharisees and Sadducees, you, 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 you lap on women. You put burdens on them that they can't bear, religious burdens. You, you weigh them down. I'm, I'm paraphrasing it, right? He said, it's wicked what you guys are doing. Religion, religion can be an anvil around your neck. Now, look, I'm not talking about the truth of the scripture, but I could start right now. Right now, I could have a debate on speaking in tongues, and I'd have 10 people absolutely adamant against it and could give me 400 scripture references why it's not there, and I could have 10 people give me 400 scripture references why it's would, Would you guys agree with me? Would you agree with me? What's that all about? And, and if, if there is such a thing as speaking in tongues, I'm looking right here at 2 Corinthians. Pull up 2 Corinthians, if you would, real quick. Look, folks, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to do anything other than I'm just asking you a question. What the heck is going on? Why such an argument over what the Bible says is a gift of the Holy Spirit? It's a gift, from what I understand. You have uh, set, you got no. I'm sorry. First Corinthians, First Corinthians, twelve. A- am I okay? Can you can you guys bear with me here a second? Is it okay? Now concerning spiritual gifts, gifts, brothers, I would not have you ignorant. So evidently, you're able to be ignorant about spiritual gifts. He says, you know that you were Gentiles carried away into these dumb idols, religion. Wherefore I give to you, give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God can call Jesus accursed. And no man can say that Jesus is Lord unless the Holy Spirit tells him that. You can well, that's one of that's one of the tests to find out whether someone in your midst is a believer. It says right there, if they can't say Jesus Christ is if they say Jesus Christ is Lord, it's by the Holy Spirit. Now there are di- diversities of gifts, gifts, 
gifts, but the same spirit. And there are different administrations, but it's the same Lord. And there are diversities of operation, but it's the same God, which works in all of them. But the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given to everybody. By the way, to everybody. Or is it to one guy at a particular time when you need it? Instead of one, maybe it should say for a certain moment at a certain time. Anybody out there ever had a word of wisdom? Anybody out there ever had a word of wisdom? And have you ever heard anybody say, well, stop talking about words of wisdom. They ceased. They ceased. You're not an apostle. You're not allowed to say that. What? It's a gift. For to one is given the spirit, the word of wisdom. That's, that's one form of it, the gift. To another, the gift of knowledge. The same spirit says. And to another, faith. Same spirit. Underline it. How many times is he trying to make this clear? To another, the gift of healing. Same spirit. To another, working of miracles. Lord, I wish I could work miracles. I don't have that gift. I don't know why I don't. But, Lord, I think that gift's available to me. I think that gift is available to me right now. It just hasn't manifested. Because you wouldn't give, you wouldn't give my brother. I grew up in a big family. And there was always jealousy of who got what under the Christmas tree. I'd have hated to be my mom and dad. Because they were giving gifts to us. And we were jealous over the gift that we got. I wanted the baseball bat. My brother wanted the basketball. We fought over it. It's the same gift, same spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, divers kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of the tongue. But all these worketh that one and the self-same spirit. Dividing to every man severally as he will. For as the body is one, have many members, and so also the members of the body, one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one spirit we're baptized in one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been made to drink into one spirit. For the body is not one member, it's many. It's many. Many many members, many gifts. So I'm going to stop a minute. I'm going to stop. I, I could go on and on and on and on and on. <clears throat> if you speak in tongues, why does it bother you that somebody else doesn't? And if I speak in tongues, why does it bother you that you don't? It's a gift. But you say, oh, say, well, coach, 1 Corinthians 13 says that they stop. Really? Flip over there, Spencer. 1 Corinthians 13. (laughs) It's just the next chapter. Y'all be able to hit it. Though I speak speak with tongues of men and of angels. Time out. What's that mean? What's that mean? Say everybody speaks in tongues? No, 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 no. Don't say that. Don't say that. He said, but if I speak in tongues of angels and I don't have love, it's just noise. <laughs> and if I have the gift of prophecy, did anybody ever say prophecy ceased? Prophecy has ceased. No more prophecy. No more prophetic. Well, but though I have the gift of prophecy and understand all mysteries and knowledge and though I have all faith. To move mountains, I don't have love, I'm nothing. And though I bestow all my goods to the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, I don't have love, it doesn't profit me anything. So going down, love suffereth long, kind. It's, uh, go down, Spence. Wake up, Spencer. Wake up, Spencer. Uh, rejoice not, keep bear with all things. Right now, keep going, keep going down. Go, 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 go. Because I want to open it up. Okay. Charity never faileth. But where there be prophecies, they, they can fail. Hey, folks, are there still prophecies today? We still have prophecies today. Are all of them true? Do some of them fail? Um, some of them fail. Looks to me like some of them fail. And whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Now, hang on a minute. Does that mean they'll stop? 
Does that, that mean there won't be any more tongues? There won't be any more? And you're building a theology? You're building an entire theology on that? Because you better be careful, because it says knowledge is going to vanish away. So you're about to lose everything you know if it all ceased. And until we understand that these are gifts of the Holy Spirit, and if the Holy Spirit wants to give you the gift of prophesying, who would reject it? And if the Holy Spirit wanted to give you the gift of helps, why would you reject it? And the, God, the Holy Spirit wanted to give you the gift of, uh, of I said prophesy. If he, if he wanted to give you the gift of tongues, would you reject it? Or would you be jealous that Jonathan has it and you don't? Because your pastor told you that they ceased. Right there, see? It's right there. See, right there it says they ceased. Coach sucks, Dick. No, I don't, Dave. That's just not true. Are you with me, friends? Coach, love. And and so so I'm asking that same question. Why is this issue of speaking in tongues, why is that such a burden in the church? Okay, I want to hear. Come on in, Jessica. Thanks, Coach. I think Jonathan hit the nail on the head. If you look at everything that is either considered contentious or... Um, argumentative or not allowed in the current church system. It stems from a personal relationship with the Holy Spirit that cannot be controlled. (laughs) If I had a nickel for every time I heard this must be done decently and in order, therefore it either has to go through the pastor or, you know, we can't, we can't have that kind of disruption or whatever. Yep. And I'm not saying yep. that it should be wild and crazy, but I'm saying when I see a constant quenching of the Holy Spirit, that either Amen. tells me that someone doesn't trust that they have true disciples sitting in their seats. Because if they trusted that they had true disciples sitting in their seats, if they had truly replicated themselves, there would be no question. There would be no worries about what people would say but the problem is they're really not raising up disciples they're raising up followers followers and if if, if these people can't go to church every week they feel lost coach they don't know Mm -hmm. what to do with themselves and that is really really sad they really feel like if they don't go to church every week they will fall away so what does that say about their personal relationship. Well, that's, uh, Angie, that's, that's, that's the point that I'm trying to get to today. And, and piggybacking off of what we spoke about yesterday, every one of you guys, every one of you, listen, you can call it time. I don't care whatever it is. You all have gifts. You all have gifts. Speaking in tongues, one of them, maybe it is. Prophesying, huh? Wonder-working, miracle, a lot. How come I'm not, because I don't perform miracles, does that mean miracles ceased? Well, that's what they say about tongues. Tongues ceased. Why? Because you don't speak in them and your denomination doesn't believe in it. Oh, say, no, 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 coach. I can show you here according to scripture. I can show you according to scripture. Well, I can show you according to scripture while they're still active. You you get what I'm saying? Get what I'm saying? So this this, this leads us into arguments over religion, belief systems of the denomination we came out of it. And if I can tell you this, if you are a Baptist, you have been taught there is no such thing as tongues. If, you, if you're a Methodist, probably the same thing. Probably, I don't know. And so bursting out of that comes this thing called charismatics. And they're, they're, they have almost no rules and regulations in charismania. And so we go from one extreme to the other extreme, when in fact, all of these things that we just read about are a gift. They're ministry gifts given to individuals in the body. So you don't speak in tongues. Well, you're not saved. What? What? You don't speak in tongues. You're not going to heaven. What are you talking about? But see, that's, that's what we deal with, right? And so the problem we have coming together is exactly what we're talking about right here, right now. At the root of it, at the heart of it, you want to hang on to your theology because you know it's the truth. 
Somebody say amen. So I don't. I got at least one friend in here. Amen. Amen, amen. coach. You nailed I've it. been taught. I've been taught my whole life. Brother Henry taught me back when I was twelve amen. years old, and Brother Henry wouldn't have lied to me. <laughs> right. It is good stuff because this this is this is why we, we can't all come into unity. We can't all come into unity. Because why? Oh, I want to get you all in here. I got I got some good questions to ask today. I got to, I got some good questions. Come on in, Mark Mattingly, then Mel, then Janine. Can't hear you there, Mark. Hey, yeah, I know. I was talking to a nurse here. She's getting ready to unhook me from dialysis. Uh, I think it's simple, Coach. It's because the gifts of the Holy Spirit are undefined because the Holy Holy Spirit decides what gifts that he wants to give and when he wants to give them. Could he give you the gift of prophecy, Mark? Um, He has. Could he? Could he if he wanted to? Oh, yeah, anytime he wants. Yeah, he could give you. He, you could, you could stand up and you could speak prophecy, being speaking for God, yep. speaking the truth of God for God. You could do that, Mark, at any time. Yeah, as long as he decides that, as long as okay. it's really the Holy Spirit. Could he give you the gift of healing if he wanted to? Sure. What if you don't believe in it? What if your denomination believe- doesn't teach it? Well, then I, I guess uh, you got a conundrum there. What if Brother JoJo told you twenty years ago that, did, that that's not what? That's that's not what that Bible says, right? Well, Amen. that's because I, I've been, you know, I've been diving into my Bible, reading it at least once all the way through every year. So I know what it says, and uh, basically, it's under control of the Holy Spirit, the way I see it. No, it's under control of the prophet. I'm sorry, the bishops and the apostles, and I'll get to that here in a second. Uh, Jack <laughs> and Janine. Jack. The reason there's no unity is because if there was unity, we would have won this a long time ago. There can't the, the unity is what we're missing. Yes, well, because we all think we have a right. We, we I'm just, I'm just, oh my goodness, Janine, come on in, and Emma. Um, I just, I, you know, I'm not going to try to convince anybody on anything here, but what I would like to do is draw a red thread uh, through what we're talking about. It, in the verse 8 there, it says, charity never faileth. Well, if we break down charity, it means a supreme love for the Lord. It says, a supreme love for the Lord never faileth, but whether there be prophecies, they shall fail. Now, if you go into Revelation 19.10, it says Jesus is the spirit of prophecy. So they will fail. You could fall away. No, 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 no. Don't go, go back to there. Um, okay, go ahead and you can show them that one. But I, I, I have this open here. Okay, it says, so they shall fail. And whether there be tongues, they shall cease. Um, at Pentecost, there were all kind. tongues are a known language. And they were speaking in all their languages. They were prophesying of Jesus because they became born again, but tongues shall cease, and whether there be knowledge, it shall vanish away. The, Janine, um, let me ask you a what, question. Wait, let, let me, me just ask, let me finish. No, let me ask this question, then you can. Okay. Who taught you that? The Word of God says that. Well, the other and people are going to read says, the Word of God, and they're going to have a different interpretation, okay, which is exactly me, me, my point. It's exactly okay, my let point. Me, let me Go finish, ahead. Dave. Uh-huh. And then... The gift of miracles, what could be a better miracle than to have, which I don't think will ever fail unless you're prophesying of Jesus Christ. What could be better than instead of healing an arm, but have somebody look at you and say, oh, my gosh, I want what you have because I see Jesus Christ in you. Mm-hmm. That that would be a gift of healing. Now you have um, taken that person to a next level. And hopefully mm-hmm. the spirit will, you know, breathe on him and give him new life and he'll be, he'll follow him. So I'm not going to argue with any, I just tried to walk you through a thread there. Okay, cool. No, I, I but listen, Janine, here's the point I'm making. Our threads lead to theology, which leads to denominationalism. That's the point I'm making. I'm not here to argue. I don't care what you believe, but we have to understand that we got to, 
just because I believe it, me I'm talking to, don't make it true. It's my belief system. And sadly, I've been wrong about a lot of things in my life. Amen. Especially a lot of things somebody else told me. God bless you. Emma. Well, Coach, um, if you say you're saved and I say I'm saved and um, you and I can go to Tony Spells or uh, the abortion mill or any other outreach, we don't need to discuss whether you're saved or whether I'm saved because that's, that's our understanding. We're already saved. The rest of this stuff is just flotsam and jetsam and it doesn't make any difference. And I, I'm not willing to argue about it. I, okay. I, me, me, I, I'm with you, Emma. Look, folks, churches are ordaining homosexuals. Now, they go to the scriptures and tell us why that's okay. Their religion, which is denominationalism, teaches them it's okay. So they're okay with it. Mel. Good morning. So um, I think it's not, I think it's so controversial because it's powerful. And I, in my experience, the churches have been infiltrated. My whole life, I had no knowledge of tongues. Um, once it came up, gosh, just a few years ago, I asked my pastor, he said, and he had that opinion that it's all gone away. So, but when you read that scripture, I mean, you're talking about prophecy and tongues. So did knowledge go away too? I mean, it's kind of a, it's a cherry picking of the information. And so I think broader, um, it's just a, it's disagreements that divide the church. And so it goes back to your original point that um, denominations, God never intended denominations. It's just a way to divide us. We're trying to, they're trying to divide us everywhere. Um, You know, in all of culture, they're trying to divide us. And I think that this is just another thing. Well, no, how about this? I run into people who say, uh, are you ready? Are you ready, folks? Uh, I have a healing ministry. What? You have a healing ministry? What's, what, what's that mean? Well, I go around and I lay hands on people and they're healed. Oh, okay. So that's a ministry now? I thought that was a gift. Oh, it's a gift of healing. I want, I want to go hear this guy. I want to go hear this prophet. This guy's a prophet. What? What do you mean he's a prophet? See, they've given us names and terms out of the Bible. I got, this is where I was going to go all morning. Prophets, pastors, evangelists. They're titles. They're job titles. You know now, I've, I found out recently, that now people aren't being ordained as ministers. Now they're being ordained as bishops. What? Bishop? What? I, how do you get a, huh? And just go, just search the internet and look at people who are den, who are identifying themselves by the gift. They're calling that gift an office, the office of the apostle, the office of the bishop. The, oh, I'm trying to be good. Go ahead, Bernie. Yeah, thanks, Coach. The, um, yeah, I was thinking, you know, like you're, as a dad, you can give gifts to your kids, and uh, and it's not them to decide which gifts you're going to give them, all right? You're the dad, yeah. and you can decide when and, uh, and what gifts you want to give them, you know? And what if the government came in and told you what gifts you have to give your children? Mm. They've been usurping your you. So church government's doing that, is it not, Bernie? That's right. Exactly. That's exactly like, oh, authority. Oh, no. We want you to do it because they, they're usurping. They're usurping God's authority. <laughs> they're standing. They're, they're, that's a great sin. That's, so, the, the, yeah. the, that's where I'm trying to head today, right, folks? Right. And I was okay. thinking about Simon the Sorcerer there, you know, in Acts because he wanted gifts and he wanted them for the wrong reason. And, yeah. Uh, so okay. Well, how, about, Thank you. how about how about the disciples when they come to Jesus and said, Jesus, there are people over there, they're doing miracles, and they're not what they're not part of our team. Yeah. Like, you gotta stop that. He said, No, man, those aren't against us. They're for us. It's it's all okay. 
it's all okay. And I always ask somebody who questions uh, questions about speaking in tongues. I said, well, one very simple question. Have you ever done it? You ever experienced it? No. That'd be, like my- saying, that'd be like saying to a 10-year-old, have you ever experienced an orgasm? No. Well, they don't exist. I, don't, I never experienced it. They don't exist. We've got to be careful, man. We've got to be careful on limiting the Holy Spirit. And if the Holy Spirit at one point gave a gift of tongues to a group of Christians. Could he do it again? Could the Holy Spirit, if you found yourself in a real, real jam and you're crying out to the Lord, could the Lord give you the gift of utterances that you can't you can't understand? We all better wake up and understand the limitations that we have allowed religion to put on the Holy Spirit. Now, I'm not into charismania and all that crazy stuff goes on with that. I have a, I have a controlled charismania, if you know what I'm talking about. I believe in the gifts. I try to operate in all of the gifts. And can I tell you something else? I try to recognize the giftings in others. Which goes back to yesterday, what I was talking about with the churches. The pastors aren't even interested in the giftings of the people in the pew. They couldn't care less. Come on, Jeff and Jonathan. Coach, that's why so many people like coming in that garage. There's no offices, no titles, no doctor. You know what I mean? They all participate. They enjoy it. Yep. We had a great time at Jeff's last night. Thanks for letting me come up there, Jeff. Appreciate all you're doing, man. Jonathan, then Myra. <clears throat> so the reason you brought this up is spirit wrought. I'm just going to tell you right now that what's coming is an outbreak of first century Christianity. The Lord showed us to me many years ago. That that. Think of the church age as a sandwich. All the gobbledygook is the middle, which is all these hundreds of years of religion. And in the end, it's going to be like unto the first century where you have been raised up and many others that God has silently been raising up all over the world to operate in the first century power because there's so many people that's what they need. They need miracles, signs, wonders. They need to be delivered. Uh, they need power. And the church doesn't have any power. Religion None. doesn't have any power. So God is bringing them down and, and making them insignificant through the litmus test of the COVID stuff and then the abortion stuff. So what you and what you are doing and what we are doing is we are the leadership that's open to the Holy Spirit and anything the Holy Spirit wants to do. We want to do the work. All we are is available. We're here. Amen. Lord, Amen. Us as you wish, we are submitted and guess what? When God called me to go to the people with the occult, when the first prophecy, and I didn't believe in any of this stuff, the first prophet that prayed over me said I was called to go to those who hate God, involved in the occult, and those that are running from him. I then said to the Lord, if that's what I'm called to do, I'm going to need a lot more than what I have. <laughs> so tongues was given to me to fight demonic spirits because i was being attacked by demonic spirits Mm -hmm. so you need all the weapons that you can muster from the spirit if you're going to take ground for him you need it all you don't you want it all because you're trying to take ground because the weapons of your warfare are not carnal but mighty through god to the pulling down a stronghold he gives you the weapons boom and folks, uh, see, we we all we all are trapped in our small little knowledge base. I, again, I like that song by Andre Crouch. I didn't think it could be till it happened to me. And you can take me into the Bible all you want to, and show me whatever you want to. But when I see somebody get their hand, somebody's hands. Somebody lays their hands on somebody, and I see a healing. I can't explain it, man. I can't explain it. And shame on me if I go around then and begin telling people, I'm a a healer. No, you're not. No, you don't have a healing ministry. 
It's a manifestation of a gift that God gave you. Stop puffing yourself up with this thing that you think is your ministry when really it's just a gift that can be given or taken away. And people are building all kinds, of, building all kinds of all kinds of ministries off of giftings. They're gifts available to anybody if you want it. Do you want to pay the price to have it? Do you want to do that? You know why some of you don't believe in speaking in tongues? Because you've never done it. Why haven't you ever done it? Because Billy Bob, Pastor Jim, said that they ceased. We're all, folks, listen, we are all prisoners of the guy standing in the pulpit. And I'm going to tell you something. His theology will become yours. His theology will become yours. Myra and Judah. Yes, Coach. Um, I just want to by, celebrate. By the, way, by the way, Myra, by the way, I'm hitting a freaking home run this morning. <laughs> you sure are. Um, I just want to celebrate what is going on with the um, huddle. We have um, Save America event with Dale and uh, Johnny Brooken uh, there sending report. And uh, we give them praise and glory to the Lord. We also had a great prayer last night with um the Christian Revolution, hallelujah for that. Also, we have um, uh, Paul uh, sent in his email full of information, and we are grateful for that. And I want to give an open invitation. Does anybody in the huddle that does not speak in tongues, please come to us because we can help you. Uh, we can remember remotely. Myra, listen, yeah. maybe you don't want to. Listen, listen, yeah. folks, listen. I'm not going to make tongues an issue on this show, okay? I'm not going to make it an issue. I'm, it's a gift. If you want it, you can have it. Bless you. Thanks, Myra. Judah. Morning, Coach. Morning. Tell you what, put me in the game. Amen. <laughs> With all your say. weapons. With all your weapons, right? With all your weapons, and you know what? This is this is great because you know what? If if we're on the bench and we're tuned in and we know the game plan, we know the the, the plays to run. We've been studying the book. Here's what's awesome. You just said, "Hey, coach, hey J- Judah, hey Judd, get on the field. Are you ready?" More more so as as a head coach. Put on your full armor, Ephesians 6. I'll tell you what, Coach. If I get on the field and you haven't given me a gift, <laughs> can I play football today without a helmet? No, they'd sue me. <laughs> so, so I, I, I get on the field and everyone else has got a helmet. At what point am I going to get a headshot? At what point are they going to take me out because I don't have a protection around my head? But the thing is, is that two-a-day camp comes along. What's the head coach do? The players ask, hey, coach, when, when are we getting our helmets? <laughs> you know what? A couple days goes by. A couple days go by. You know what? No, we're doing conditioning. You know what? We're, we're collecting the team atmosphere. You know what? And then you pass out the gift. That's the helmet. That helmet, not everybody gets. But once they do get it, they can put it on. It's their choice. But what's really interesting is the head coach can pull that helmet off at any time. Mm. I think that I think that helmet is a gift. And the thing is, is most people they never go to the head coach and ask, "Hey, coach, can I have the gift?" Hey, man, can I have a helmet? <laughs> can I have that gift? You know what? Guess what? Tomorrow, team, we we have the gift of new cleats. Hey, coach, we got the new gift of man. Everybody wants. Everybody wants the brand. They're lighter. They're, they're smoother. They don't get as stinky. Man, I want mm. a pair of those new shoulder pads. Why? Why? Because you want the advantage of how to win the game. We're in the game of life here. We're in the game of the kingdom. And if people aren't equipped, that's the thing. Not everybody has to be equipped for the battle. But you have the choice to be equipped, and you got to understand what your role is. Amen. 
you can learn your role by you to... getting in the gift, right? And so I just thought I'd send that out there to let you guys know that, you know what, Coach, the reason why speaking in tongues is so controversial is because the enemy knows. They know it's a weapon that they cannot tune into. It's oh. scrambled. It's not decoded for them. And now you, as a Christian, have authority and you have an advantage over the enemy because God is directly speaking through you through the Holy Spirit, and the Spirit, it's, it's by mm-hmm. fire. And it's, it's not powerful, so powerful, and it's mighty. Amen. And, 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 Amen. And, <laughs> folks, listen, this is so, this, listen. It's a heavenly language, folks. It's not an earthly language. Let, let me give you let me let me give you an example. Uh, if I'm sitting if I'm sitting here in my house and the fires we still have fire sirens in Hebron. Fire department still sets off the they do it every day at noon. And you know what? They conditioned those guys that when that siren went off, those volunteer firemen they all ran to the fire station. Now wait a minute. That wasn't a that wasn't a human language. That that was some other sound. But they learned to listen for that sound. And when they listened for the sound, it didn't tell them uh it's a fire, it's a injury. It, it didn't tell them what it was. It was just a sound that said, boom, come here. Right? So they're different kinds of sounds, folks. <laughs> Sorry. There are different kinds of sounds. And uh, uh, it's, uh, I think as Chad Estes said to me yesterday, it's a heaven. It's, it's not an earthly language. It's not a language of men. It's a heavenly communication. Mark, come on in. Yeah, Coach, just like he was talking about roles on the football field, the helmets are different from player to player based on the position they're in. That's right. You know that. So we're at war. So I look at it as a battlefield and we are being equipped. The soldiers are not equipped the same. If you're a no. mortar man, you carry an 80-pound plate, and somebody else carries the other part. So you're paired up with your weapon. Some no. people don't, don't shoot guns. If you think about your events, everyone shoots guns. No. No, everyone does not shoot guns. Mm-hmm. Why don't you go to the range and shoot guns with Chad? It's not your gift. <laughs> you feel maybe even... You feel bad about people bringing guns to a Christian event. Maybe you're actually on that side of your gift. You're you're in the body. You're not. Everyone's not a hand. Everyone's not an elbow. We got to stop measuring each other against gifts. We got to stop measuring right. the soldiers by the weapon they're yeah, trusted with. The snipers have a very nice gun, and we each have a weapon. That's what's important. Don't worry about another man's weapon. Stop That's it. Right. This is nonsense. Amen. Amen. It, it is. It is. That's again, folks. The point. The whole. What I'm trying to show everybody. What I'm trying to explain is this is what religion has done to us. This is what religion has done to us. I, look, I'm not against your personal beliefs. Okay, I'm not against it. You believe in gift of healing? Praise the Lord. You don't believe in it? Praise the Lord. You believe in wonder working power miracle? Praise the Lord. You don't. That's okay. I'm not. I'm not here to debate whether or not they're real or not real. I'm asking you this question: Why do you believe what you believe? And who told you that? That that's that's the that's the heart of what I try to do here. I'm not here to tell you the truth. I'm on a relentless pursuit of the truth. I want to know the truth, and I'm going to tell you something. After almost seventy years on this earth, they told me a lot of stuff that ain't true. And they didn't tell me a lot of stuff that was true. 70 years of that crap. And I got to tell you, the worst offender, in my opinion, has been organized religion. That's the way I feel. Pastor Tom, come on in. Hey, Coach. Uh, morning. Good morning, Q. Let me get out of here so the uh, – I'm on a – got a big fan here. Uh, that's one of my biggest fans. Um, <laughs> just listening today, I'm training a young man in there. And I was thinking about this, you know, they're gifts of the spirit. They're not gifts of the pastor. They're not right. gifts of the coach. You know, and technically the coach really doesn't, which I love the analogy, but it's the tra- the equipment manager. But the <laughs> coach says, hand out these. So 
we have the Holy Spirit gives us gifts. But here's the thing, coach. You've got a body. I got a body. This young man in here has got a body. But this guy's exercising his body right now. (laughs) We want to get stronger. And if we want the gift of health, we need to what? Exercise that gift. Yeah. Now, here's and and I so I don't get hung up. And one of the reasons I believe that, at least in my own life, when I came to Christ and I first experienced like someone speaking in tongues, it was almost like a forced. I remember we were in a um, a meeting, and they sat Nicole down, and they're like getting in, getting in her face, going Rondai, Shondai, somebody tie my bow tie, keep doing, just start doing, and I'm like, wait a minute, you know mm. that's not really. And when I spoke in tongues and, and the gift of the, the tongue for, I would say the Lord has given me is more of a prayer, private prayer yes. language. I don't pray around people, but this young man was in here. And so it was kind of a good thing. He was like, I'm not really understanding all that. I said, I'd say it like this. Sometimes I don't quite know what to pray. And all of a sudden I just get an unction. I just start, you know, praying like a uh, verbiage comes out, yeah, you know, uh, different. And then all of a sudden something clicks and I'm like, Oh Lord. Yes. I just want to thank you. Next thing you know, we're off. That's an unction. It's called an unction. That's an unction. unction, Exactly. The thing that I think grieves God about tongues is this, that little member that set on from the fire of hell, Mm. because when it says, if I, Paul said, if I speak with the tongues of angels and of men yet have not what Love. love, So we tear everybody down. You speak in tongues, you're the devil. You don't speak in tongues. You ain't that spiritual. That's, to me, that's yeah. the problem with the tongues. It's a hard, See, that's, it's a, the, that's it's, the tongues that we need to worry about. <laughs> that's, the, that's at the heart of, uh, of religion. Well said, it Tom. Is. Well Boom. said. Randy. God bless, guys. Randy. Are you there, Randy? Coach? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I, I didn't. Uh, Coach, one verse I like and that answers this, I think, is uh, is Luke uh, chapter uh, 11, verse 13. He says, he says, Jesus says this, If you then, being evil, know how to give, give good gifts to your children, how much more mm. will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask him? Okay, now I, I realize we're saved. There is, we get the Holy Spirit. I mean, you can't be saved without that. But, but, but Coach, we're talking about gifts here. Why would, it, so if you don't believe in this, why would you say that God gives a bad gift? How can you, I mean, you're, you're judging someone, you know, kind of in error there at that point. So we, we have to be kind of careful. I mean, if you don't believe it, that's fine. But if you run your mouth against this and you say things, opposite you you could be on the wrong side of god so i i just urge everyone just find find it find it find the truth find it you know don't don't be in opposition to something god's doing so don't, I think don't be listen folks don't be afraid to question what you've been taught that that's all I, that, that's how we got in the mess we're in with the covid isn't it we're afraid to question what we've been taught I got Dr. Carrie Madej on my Alan Keyes show today, right? She's been telling us, don't take the vaccines. The vaccines are poison. But the average person, they didn't care. They, what, they knew what they'd been taught. Trust the doctors. I'm frozen on my screen. I don't know what's going on here. Silver, come on in. Coach, one of the things that uh, when we deal with tongues... We say uh, tongues. What is that? If you look at what Peter did on uh, the day of Pentecost, he spoke one language and was understood by eight different languages. Yeah. And they realized that. Okay. That is that power of tongues. The other Mm -hmm. type of tongues is personal in your prayer life. Amen. It's private. Okay. Private. It's not in church, okay? No. And no. Uh, but it's private with you and the Lord. And when they say that, you know, that there's the, the that the Holy Spirit is just not there, that kind of thing. You look at the Book of Joel, 
chapter 2. And it shall come to pass, from verse 28, afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also upon the servants and upon the handmaids in those days will I pour out my spirit. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's dead already. Yeah, <laughs> what would the what would the an outpouring of the Holy Spirit look like? That's something that would scare us to death, folks, if we ever really saw that power unleashed. Mister Joe, Dale, come on in, Dale. Well, brother, I appreciate you kicking down the line to me. I was laughing at myself. How can we say that we do not believe in tongues? Have you not heard our president speak? He speaks in an unknown language, but I'm waiting for an interpretation. <laughs> oh, Dale, that's too good. <laughs> yeah, if you don't believe in tongues, listen to Joe Biden. <laughs> good catch. Good catch. <laughs> Joe Allen, come on in. Yeah, Dale just stole my thunder there. That's what I'm going to say. Is that right? Well, that must be the Holy Spirit then confirming it through another one, huh? Yeah. Amen. Amen. I think that's that makes... good. We'll get trouble. Your own Yeah, you're on George's phone. You're breaking up. You're breaking up. Joe, you're breaking up. You're on George's phone, right? But folks, look, I'm not. Uh... Yeah, but Joe... you hear me now? Nope. You hear me now? I do now. <laughs> what What gets all? Re- religion in trouble. Everybody's own interpretation. Yes. Right? right. That's right. That's why, we, that's, why, that's why we're not more unified. That's exactly why we're not more unified. And uh, it's, uh, I believe it's a plan. I, I didn't get into everything I was going to get into today. I think that's what uh, tells us in the book of Jude, that evil men have crept in unaware. They changed it. They changed So come on now. Think about religion when it was first birthed back in the, the first century, what, what that must have looked like. And from, the, from their perspective, coming out of Judaism or coming out of whatever they came out of, how they then began to try to structure this new religion based off of the old model. Somebody say, I get it, Coach. I see what you're talking about. They, they'd come out of Judaism. And they said, well, how do we do church? Well, here's how we do it. We set up this and this and this and this and this and this. And they set up another religious structure. It wasn't their intention, but it was all they knew to do. In fact, they brought in the guys who used to run religion, right? They used to run the Judaism thing. So let's put them, let's make them Christians, and then let's have them set up an organization. And they set up the same type of organization they just came out of. And, And it's a system based on control. Where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, freedom, where the spirit isn't, there isn't. There isn't any liberty. There's control in modern American Christianity, sad to say. Ordaining guys as apostles? What? You're ordaining them as bishops? Jessica, come on in. Quickly. Thanks, Coach. Uh, Dale brought up a good point. There is, There are counterfeit gifts. So... Oh. You know, in scripture says the spirit bears witness with our spirit. So we, if we have the Holy Spirit, we can identify those counterfeit gifts when they, when they do appear. Amen. I think one of the harmful things is not only that, that gifts have ceased, but you only will have this gift if you are called to be this particular, you know, office. Validated. Yep, this office, right? Amen. So look, as, as I'm winding down here, I, I feel it. Some of you are still mad because what we're talking about goes against what you believe. Is there a possibility you're wrong? Oh, no, no, you wouldn't be wrong. Everybody else is. And I think we have to be really, really, really careful I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, don't mean to sound like I'm critical of anybody in their belief system or what that, hey, I'm going to say it again. 
Just because you believe it, don't make it true. You with me? God, I love this show. We'll see you tomorrow.